Greetings on Monday, May 15th. I've got a parlay to hand out here for you on the podcast. Another play in hockey available over at Patreon. Score projections over there at Patreon. You've heard that before if you've been listening. So today I'm going to give you a parlay in baseball. It's going to involve the uh, Astros to beat the Cubs and the Diamondbacks to beat the A's. What does it all mean? Well, first of all, we're getting a plus 123 on that. Both of them have to win. What are the chances of both Houston winning at home and Arizona winning on the road? Well, Houston with a better pitcher, better team than the Cubs at home. Arizona with a better team, better pitcher. Actually, Kelly with Arizona is uh, definitely a bet-on pitcher. And, of course, Oakland's bet against most of the time. The problem is that the price becomes too prohibitive most of the time. So what are we doing here? Why are we taking this as a parlay? Uh, you know, I went into a big, long, let's not call it a diatribe. I attempted to be somewhat educational over Patreon on the the pros and cons of parlays versus straight betting. I mean, this is a six of one half dozen of the other argument, depending on which side of the bed you wake up on, really, to be quite frank with you on this thing. Let me, let me just jump off this, this train a little bit for a second. I looked at the Dodgers minus 120. Dodgers at home versus right-handed pitcher is extremely tempting, but they have the pitcher formerly known as Thor on the mound for the Dodgers, and that just has to be a hard pass. Okay, um, back to the back to the deal here. Let me try to get, you know, there's the, the nerd in us wants to get all these details out, and the other side says, just shut up and give me the give me the play okay so that's it it's uh it's the astros and the diamondbacks plus 123 in a two-team money line parlay now what is the difference between playing these straight bets and parlaying i use an example i put on patreon yesterday of a thousand dollar bank roll one percent for a unit size which means you bet ten dollars on a game or to win ten dollars so, if you're betting this parlay, this is just using it as an example. Obviously, of every different size better listening to this. Just keeping it at a $1,000 bankroll means you should only be risking $10 on this parlay to win $12.30. What about the individual plays? If you were to play them individually, you're risking $19.50 to win $10 on Houston, $21 to win $10 on Arizona. So, you're risking $40.50 to win $20. Or ten dollars to win ten thirty. So in a nutshell, you could look at it and say, "Well, that makes more sense. Why don't I play the parlay?" There's a couple scenarios. What if both win? Okay, so you win twelve thirty in the parlay. You win twenty though on the straight bets. What if only one of two wins? Well, you lose ten bucks in the parlay, obviously. Then you're going to lose either nine fifty or eleven on the other ones, depending on who wins. You're 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 winning ten dollars on one, but you're losing nineteen fifty or twenty one dollars. You're down essentially ten bucks. So now there's no difference between those two bets. When, and losing both, of course, is a major problem for anything, really. But $10 in the parlay again, $40.50 in the straight bets. Now, what are the chances of that happening? Well, the odds makers, the implied odds of winning both is 45%. So the parlay at plus 123, that's pretty much fair value. There's no advantage of that. So the, the key to sports betting is always to try to find value. I think that the Astros have a higher chance of winning 
the, what the minus 195 implies, which is almost two to one. I think there is more than that 67% chance of winning. How about the Astros, or the Diamondbacks, excuse me, they're minus 210, so that's slightly more than a two-thirds chance in winning, and I have them quite a bit more than a two-thirds chance of winning, 80% conservatively, the other one's 70. So I think there's a 56 chance of both of these winning. So plus 123 and 56% chance is a good bet. Now, let's, if we want to play the game here, I'm going to keep this short, I promise. <laughs> if you play the game here, if I'm correct that both of these lines are, both of these games are better than the posted lines, and that's 70 to 80 range versus the 66 to 67, 68 range, then the more you bet, the more you win. The problem is you don't get to bet this game 10 times, 100 times, a million times. If you did, and my numbers are correct, you should bet as much as you reasonably can. Now we have to get a calculator out to figure out if you had a bad streak, because still at 56%, there's a 44% chance you're losing. You could, just like a faulty coin, any coin, a fair coin, you're still going to lose half the time. So 44% chance of losing, you're still going to have some losing streaks. So you can't be betting all of it, obviously. And you really can't bet half of it. So, again, the more you bet, the more you win when you have a positive value outcome. So you have to first trust the numbers, and then you have to do the calculations to figure out what the optimal bet size is. The Kelly criterion would be logical to use on that, which we're not going to get into this podcast today. But uh, first you have to trust the numbers, then you have to use the optimum bet size. But we're not looking at strict numbers here. We can extrapolate that a 300 hitter is probably going to hit 300 by the end of the year. It doesn't prevent him from having cold slumps. A 200 hitter is probably going to hit 200 by the end of the year. That doesn't prevent him from having hot streaks. We can extrapolate that Merrill Kelly is going to blow up the A's today. We can make that logical assumption. We can't guarantee it, though. The A's are at home. We can assume that Drew Rosinski, who's been pitching in the Korean League for a while, might have earned a, cha- a shot at the major leagues, but that there's no guarantee he's going to be earning that continual rotation spot. Uh, you can extrapolate that the A's struggle pretty much every facet of the game and that the Diamondbacks, while no juggernaut, are a better team. These are all things we can extrapolate. We can do the same thing with the Cubs and the Astros matchups. But we can't guarantee any of those things. We don't get to play the game 10 times straight in a row, 100 times straight in a row, million times straight in a row. If you do that, that's where the, the averages come into play. I believe... Given the home and away, the pitchers, the streaks, the current form of the teams, that these are fair value plays. So the more you play on them, the more you win. But bet sizing is still the key. One percent of your bankroll is what this play equates to. So hopefully I haven't lost you, that you've got nerded out. Hopefully I just peaked just enough in there. Maybe the key to this, the moral of the story is... And it's already, I think, baked into the the whole idea of sports betting is that the odds that the sports betting, the sports books are giving you implies a certain winning percentage. And you're trying to pick a game that has a higher winning percentage than what the books say, whether that be an underdog to actually win the game or just get very, very close to winning in a 50-50 matchup where if you're getting plus 150 and you think it's a toss-up, you probably should be betting on that plus 150 game. doesn't mean you're going to win it. 
but it means when you do, you get paid more than you bet. All right. I think that's enough geek alert today. Uh, again, I just hope that there was something in there uh, that uh, struck a bell. Sometimes it seems like the betting business, you're just, you're just throwing money out there without necessarily a reason. And I just wanted to put that reason out there. We had the Edmonton team yesterday, and of course they just lost a series four games to two. And that was in violation of all the odds. Where Edmonds was a minus 190 favorite, and I had him having a higher chance of winning than that. So, and I think I wasn't the only one. A lot of money was probably lost on Edmonton yesterday. But bet sizing is the key. Good luck.